Welcome back to Let Me Be Brief. I am your co-host, Andy Rieger, along with my bicycle buddy, Matt Basinger, who just got done with a 100-mile bike ride in Literally, Utah. just now. He told me that he had to actually carry his bike up the uh, last mile, so that's uh, that's all that you need to know about that. Today's episode is brought to you by Emprise Bank, member FDIC, a bank whose mission is to empower you to thrive. We're in the studios today with our wonderful friends of Let It Fly Media, and today we have a wonderful guest, Jake Lisby. Simplify, Jake, welcome hey. to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Jake, thanks for making time. You have had a busy month or two or three, but before we dive into that, mm-hmm. just what is Simplify? So Simplify is essentially the Carvana of property management. So we are a technology company that does property management for multifamily complexes. Um, yeah. And, and let's dive into that just a little bit more because mm-hmm. I hear Carvana property management. You're sure. not like delivering you know, properties to people. I know that's the dumbest thing I've said maybe in the last five minutes, not so far today. Um, But like a a little bit more, because you you guys are disrupting things. There's a lot of media that's talking about you guys and your model right now. There's a lot of folks who are trying to mimic. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, how how do you simplify this kind of property management thing um, that many of us are probably unfamiliar with? Yeah, so property management has been the same since the 60s or way before that. Uh, there's prop tech companies that have come in the space, and they do little parts and little pieces of how property management functions. So we said, um, this is all a huge convoluted Frankenstein approach. Let's scrap everything, and if it was built exactly like it should have been built today, how would property management look? So we built the entire software, and then the next part of that is utilizing the software. And so we built the team to actually enable that so that of the software is being utilized on the property, which means optimization, um, time savings for property managers, and they're spending more time with residents and less time sitting in the back office coding invoices or doing the random mundane things that they have to do today. So so what does this really mean? I mean, so there's two sides of property management software. There's the more or less the guest interface or the tenant interface, and then there is the property manager's interface. What does something like your product look like to the actual dwellers in the apartments? Yeah, so our our system is entirely embedded in what the what the person does. So it's as simple as text messaging with somebody. Um, so it, a lot of what we do is all through text or phone calls. There's not a portal to log into or an app to download, any of those kind of barriers to entry. <clears throat> excuse me, that you typically get with a software system. Um, it's just as natural as a grandma texting or a grandkid or something like that. Um, and then we've got a 24-7 bilingual team on the back end that's handling all that information. So, 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 so what is being texted? Yeah. I guess let, let's get into that. Like yeah. This. So S, it, it, truly SMS text. It's, it, it's like texting your buddy. And instead, you're texting your property management group. Um, so they're always available 24-7. You don't have to walk down to an office and, and try to find somebody during banker's hours or 8 to 5 hours. Um, this, is, this is like, hey, my refrigerator died, my yep. air conditioner, yeah. my drain's backed up. So maintenance request or my neighbor's being super loud or, hey, somebody parked on the grass. or So you know, if I, I just did exploding head emoji, <laughs> yep. goat emoji, 100% exclamation, exclamation, what do you do with that? <laughs> um, yeah, you, you told us you have translators <laughs> right. on the back end, so yeah. Yeah. Trilingual. we need so, trilingual. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know necessarily about the emoji side of things, but but truly those resident concierge are available. 
to help with literally anything that a resident needs. And I'm, I'm jumping in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how long have you been doing this, right? How mm-hmm. long has Simplify been in existence? Yep. And then uh, more specifically, I want you to walk me through like the last six months because you've had a huge yeah. last couple six months, even last couple six days or weeks, right? Yeah. Um, how did you get started in this? So uh, we've been doing this for about four and a half years, working on this for about four and a half years. My partner, uh, Paul Worcester, uh, he and his brother started a property management group and syndication group in Kansas City. Um, and so his whole background is property management and uh, it, properties, like multifamily complexes. Um, mine is technology. And so we got introduced by our wives uh, about four and a half years ago. They said, uh, or his wife said, my husband's trying to build an app. My wife says, my husband builds apps. You guys should meet. Um, so we sat down and had a, a coffee conversation, wrote some stuff on a napkin. and So we know. should be interviewing your wife and yeah, not 100%. you. Okay, yeah, 100%. Okay. She, she is the clear. connection maker in this whole thing. <laughs> Both of our wives are, yeah. are the orchestrators in this whole thing. So I want to go back briefly to, as a tenant texts yep. the app, or yep. excuse me, texts the number that is yep. their number that they're yep. supposed to text. What do you guys do with that information then? Mm-hmm. So we're capturing 100% of the conversations that happen. We have AI on the back end that actually interacts with the resident. Um, so there's a, a transition that happens when uh, it's a standardized communication system. So uh, if you have a leasing flow or something like that, a lot of times that is a very programmatic, systematic way that some, you work somebody through being interested in an apartment to signing a lease. Um, and so we have AI that helps handle a lot of that communication. And then when the, the system itself can't handle what's going on or doesn't understand what the user is trying to do, um, then that hands off to a real person, a 24-7 person, that's sitting there and able to actually handle and convert whatever. But that person works mm-hmm. for you guys. They so, do. So yeah. then how is the communication flow from what you guys submit? Or are you guys the property management company? So like we you, are. you call the... Plumber, if a plumber yep. is needed, you call the refrigerator repairman if that's yeah. needed. They call it Andy Rieger. You, you, send, the co- you send the cops in if the yeah. neighbor's being too loud. <laughs> yeah. Or what? Yeah. Do, I mean, I'm sure you have a service for people who can't finish 100 mile bike rides and have to yeah. carry their yes. bike for the last mile. Yeah. I'm tired. Yeah, that's the concierge <laughs> level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So yeah, we are a replacement to tra- traditional property management. Um, it it is truly we are the software and the people to run and operate a property. Um, and we do that because uh, we can perform the functions of property management at a huge reduction of costs. So that's where a lot of our growth is coming from right now. Um, you know, we can save owners anywhere from 20 to 40 percent on their just operational cost. So talking about that, right, because there's mm-hmm. a customer facing model and then there's a business facing model. And I sure. can see the customers getting really excited about this. I remember hearing stories mm-hmm. about people who show up and they say, you know, in the midst of COVID saying, I want to see this space. Mm-hmm. You do a virtual tour. They're signing a lease that day. They're moving in that afternoon. Right. Yep. Crazy stories like that. Mm-hmm. But from the property management side, like how do you convince someone who has been doing property management, how they've been doing it their entire lives to say, hey, like, let me show you the new way. Yeah. So COVID actually helped us in this scenario. Before we were out selling and trying to work with owners on uh, contactless touring or contactless leasing, um, and that was a really tough concept for them to, to, to take a step away from. And then COVID happened, and everybody tried to figure out how do we do this. And they don't have the software technology in place. They don't have the teams built and trained to be able to do that. Um, and so that's accelerated our our, our model. 
um, pretty dramatically. And so the, the conversations now are a lot different than they were a year ago, um, where owners are actually trying to do this. They're trying to, how do I provide a really high level of experience and service, like a hotel type of experience for yeah. my property um, without having to staff it 24 seven sure. and have somebody sitting there and, and that crazy expense that they would yeah. incur. So speaking of expense, mm-hmm. how does the expense model work? How does Simplify get paid? Mm-hmm. Retainer? Is it a per user? Is it a per property? Is it a when people text, there's a fee? Yeah. Every time you call a service, yeah. you take a cut? Yeah, so we are a technology-based pricing model. So it is a per-door, fixed per-door fee per month. So there's no variability in it. Um, fee modeling or fee management is typically done at like 3 anywhere up to 10% sometimes of gross potential rent or or gross revenue. And so um, that type of model is highly unpredictable. And you get to the end of the month and all your expenses are being passed directly through to the property and then you charge your fee on top of it. And so that model is a huge surprise. So owners get statements of the 15th of the following month about what happened that month um, and they hope and pray that they made money. Uh, And there's no way to know until that time. Um, And so our model is highly predictable. Um, I hate surprises. And so it's all about showing our work and what's happening all along the way. So when we hit that time of reviewing monthly financials and the variance, there's no surprises. So let's let's fast forward just a little bit because we're already almost 10 minutes into what's supposed to be like a 15-minute podcast. Sure. It started out as like a 12-minute podcast. Well, now we're and up then to 15. we had interesting guests who were more interesting than you and me, and so we had to expand. Anyway. Nice of you to include yourself in that <laughs> at the very end. Last-minute minute addition. Um, you guys just went through a, a transition, and so mm-hmm. tell me about the last couple months of just what has happened with your business, yeah. and then let's talk about what the future looks like. Yeah, so we closed a Series A round. Um, I'm assuming that's what you're referring to. That's um, true. <laughs> Other than just becoming my friend, which yeah, is also a yeah, big deal that's a for huge, many people. That's a huge, huge life Why are you guys using words like big and huge when you're so much bigger than I am? I feel small with yeah. both of you. And that's the point. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. So trying sad. to exclude here. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, we closed a Series A round. Um, we had a major investor from the, the West Coast that came in um, and led that round, a VC group, um, and then some people out of Chicago and, and a couple other areas, um, coupled with a whole bunch of investors in Kansas City. Um, and we were able to close that as a growth round. So over the past uh, handful of months, we've grown about 10 times huh. what we were before, um, <clears throat> and we've got on trajectory to be about 10 times more growth by the end of this this year. So if uh, I give you a dollar now, because mm-hmm. I think I have one in my in my billfold, yep. <clears throat> will you give me $10 back in a couple months? So the funny thing is somebody actually asked me the other day, it, he was like, I got a hundred bucks. If I, what can I get if I get a hundred bucks? <laughs> I'm like, uh. I feel, I feel <laughs> like it sounds like, like these growth numbers are like Bitcoin. It, yeah, it's yeah. it does seem silly, but like yeah. so, how do you achieve that growth, right? Because yeah. you had you've worked four and a half years to get to this kind of inflection point, yeah. And now that you kind of hit this round, like, what does this do for your company? So this opens up additional markets, and and so what we're targeting right now is ten total markets in this year that we will open outside of just Kansas City. Okay. And so we've started the first of those. Um, we have Indianapolis that's open now. Dallas as well, and then Oklahoma City is the next one that's coming online here in the next couple of weeks. And when you say markets, are you looking only at like 
I'll call it professional sports markets uh, like of that size? Are you looking mm -hmm. at the Wichita's and the Omaha's of the world as well? Like, mm -hmm. is it kind of go to big cities first and then small cities or how do you envision this happening? Yeah. So the, well, and, and, and I want to ask on that yeah. too, is like, are there a certain type of apartment complexes that you guys look for? Yeah. Like, is it like brand new builds? Is it like older ones in certain areas, parts of the city? Yeah. Any characteristics? Yeah. Model? So our model works on whatever the property is. Um, so class C up to class A properties, it doesn't really matter. Um, the The reality is the owners that find this most valuable are the ones that are trying to create a total experience with their property. Um, and so we work a lot with developers that are either they could be doing complete ground up development or they could be doing value add type of things. Um, but they want to create a consistent experience across their property uh, properties. Um, and so from the market standpoint and where we identify where we're going, um, the the industry itself is incredibly intertwined. Mm -hmm. So one owner may have 10 different properties, but they're doing three of, of those deals with another owner who has their own 10. Sure. Um, and so we've kind of started working through the spider web of owners. And connections there. And so we basically identify where a pocket of uh, our owners are operating, and that's where we go next. Got it. Yeah. And now that you have gone through this series, like mm -hmm. there was a point in time where you were like, hey, here's a decision I want to make, and then you make that decision. Yeah. What's that transition like for you just going through and having to work alongside folks who are quite literally invested in your company and invested yeah. in the well-being of Simplify being successful. Yeah, so part of this uh, was transitioning from an LLC to a C-Corp and actually establishing a full board of directors, mm. um, which is an interesting thing for me. It's my first ever board that I've truly reported to. You didn't get the invite for that because you're you're too small, Andy. Uh, yeah, I, know. I understand. <laughs> yeah. Keep going. There's a height requirement. Yeah. For Keep it. going, yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. I'm growing still. Yeah. So, uh, so that fundamental change, and really as we were working through that Series A, uh, a lot of those discussions, getting comfortable with the people that we're actually uh, working with, um, and making sure that they had the shared vision and alignment of what we were trying to accomplish. Sure. Yeah. Sure. You want to ask your question? Yeah, man. So uh, we... we go a lot of different ways and we talk a lot of business and obviously you have a lot of story to tell, but I want to just mm -hmm. completely go separate from that. Uh, I just got back from a fun experience. Andy referenced it, but other than, well, there's like 99 fun experiences and then one problem yeah. wasn't for you. <laughs> 99 problems in the last mile is one. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, again, just so all you know, Matt had to carry his bike the last mile cause he couldn't do it. <laughs> what is the coolest thing you've ever done? That uh, and you can't say having a kid or mm -hmm. getting married because those are cop out answers no, for, this for this particular question. Answer. All right, yeah, so I'm, let, I'm lay it good. on me. What yeah. do you got? So, uh, so I I played basketball in college and yeah, and, we can tell. <laughs> yeah, and, and loved lovely NBA and Kevin Garnett was my like my guy, and so uh, I had never been to a professional basketball game because I grew up down South Missouri. Um, and, and so my wife surprised me one time we went to Boston and this was when Garnett and Ray Allen and Paul Pierce were all on the same team, the original big three. And, uh, she surprised me with tickets to the game. And, and so we went and, 
got to go experience the whole thing. She bought me a jersey, like okay. the the works, and and that was probably the most floored that I've ever been. Like I was like a kid in a candy store. But clearly, Paul Pierce was the attraction, right? <laughs> Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Rock Chalk. No, just, just just but seriously. Um, man, Jake, thank you uh, for sharing time with us today. And yeah. again, I know you're in the midst of a really, really busy season. Um, we are super grateful for Emprise Bank making all of this happen. Let It Fly Media, obviously, uh, Jay Rieger and Swell Spark. And uh, uh, thanks for being a part of the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys.